Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and it is a pleasure as always to be here sharing this space with you all today. I hope wherever this episode finds you today that you are having a beautiful day. All right, everybody. So today's topic is all about making a difference as an entrepreneur. And this topic has been inspired by our current world events. I want to begin with an acknowledgement of country. I acknowledge the traditional and ongoing custodians of the land upon which I reside, the Gadigal of the Aurora Nation. I acknowledge my Wiradjuri ancestors and elders, and I acknowledge the traditional and ongoing custodians of the land upon which you reside. I also ask that I am guided through this conversation in a way that is the highest good for all involved. So welcome, beautiful people, to today's episode. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about making a difference as an entrepreneur. And what I mean by that is going beyond the gifts that we share with our community and talking about how we can bring in diversity and inclusion and work towards social justice matters, which have been raised to the top of our minds with the current conversation that is happening in the world today. So before I begin, I just want to share with you all that, of course, what's contained in this episode are my personal opinions. They are not the opinions of anyone else. You are totally okay to disagree with me. I want this to be an open, loving, compassionate conversation, and I simply want to provide some guidance and insight that might support you in feeling empowered to move forward on this arm, very important arm of your business. I also just want to have a disclaimer before moving forward in this episode that this could be a triggering conversation for some of you. And so I want to particularly have a warning to anyone in this community who is Indigenous or a person of colour or has been the victim of racism in any shape or size that this episode might be triggering for you. So please only move forward if your intuition tells you that this episode is a fit. Okay, everybody. So as you will all probably be aware, there is a lot of conversation happening over the past week over on social media and other media outlets, all about the tragic death of George Floyd, who is another African-American person who has been killed by police. This is an issue that is happening in the US, but also it happens in Australia and many other countries in the world today. And there has been a lot of conversation over on social media about how white people and also wellness brands can support the anti-racism movement. This has led to a broader conversation about social justice issues. And so today I wanted to share this episode with you all to share a couple of pointers and steps that we can all take together to move forward and develop the social justice arm of our businesses. So before we move on, I also just want to share and acknowledge the perspective and background and set of experiences that I am coming from so that you understand where I'm coming from. Please note, however, that I do not speak on behalf of any group. These are my opinions only. 
So I am an Australian. I am an indigenous Australian. I am a woman and I am also white in skin color. Each of these impact the way I view the world and also my experience of the world. Now, I would love to share with you more about my background, particularly my indigenous background and family's experiences. However, I'm not going to do that today in this episode. It's simply that those experiences are not just my own. They are my family's and I don't have permission to be sharing our story publicly at this stage. So out of respect to all of the people in my family, I'm not going to dive into those topics today. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge the history, the experiences, the background, the perspectives, the feelings and everything else that is coming up for all of you individually at this time. The conversation has led to a lot of processing and integration across all of us. And so I want to just acknowledge all that you are probably feeling at this time as empaths, as intuitive, as soulful business owners, as people who care about social justice and making a difference. And as for many of you being women, you know, we feel things deeply and with everything that's been going on in the world to date with coronavirus, and there's so much happening astrologically, there are huge shifts happening at the moment. And so all of this is causing lots of shifting within our systems as well, which is beautiful because this is what will lead for change in our outer systems. I also want to pay special mention to all of our Indigenous and persons of colour in this beautiful community. I want you to know that I honour you and all that you must be feeling during this time. I also want to mention that we've also had our National Sorry Day here in Australia last week. And this is a day where we pay our respects and remember and mourn the loss of what we refer to as the stolen generation, which are all the children who were forcibly removed from their Indigenous families for many, many, many years and continue right up until today. I also want to mention that we've also had Reconciliation Week over the past week, which is the week each year where we look at reaching reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. This term reconciliation isn't the best language because it implies that we were once friends and on friendly terms before, which was, of course, not the case. So the current events have brought up a lot for Indigenous Australians and there's no coincidence that All of these issues are coming up in the world at the same time. So I just want to take a moment to honor each and every one of you and how you're feeling and say that I support you no matter what choices you choose to make and how you show up and what you share. And I also want everybody here listening to this right now know that I also honor each and every one of you. Okay, everybody. So the purpose of today's episode is to, to talk about what next, where do we go next with all of this? Where do we go next knowing that for those of you who, like me, do have what we call white privilege, which is basically the, the thing about privilege is that 
you never understand the experiences of people who do not have that same privilege because you can't ever possibly know. It's like we have these blinders on. They are experiences we never have to have. And they those experiences are ones that are negative. So if you don't lean in to educate yourself on what those experiences are for people who fall outside of the privilege that you have, then you'll never understand where this where that person is coming from. And so this is what the conversation on white privilege is all about. It is about don't say, hey, I didn't know that these things were going on. Don't use your ignorance as an excuse. We have to actively lean in to educate ourselves on what is happening, to bridge the gap between of that privilege. And this is such a a beautiful learning for all of us because the more we're able and allow ourselves and push ourselves to lean in and educate ourselves on what that gap is and on what that privilege means for someone else and we're better able to connect with one another and importantly, we're able to dismantle that privilege because it's systematic, right? And so we enforce it every single day in the not seeing, in the not seeing what is happening to our friends all around us. Now, this is an ongoing journey, right? We've all been so programmed, even what we consume through media. I mean, we're just programmed so deeply every single day, even if you don't believe. And even if you don't agree with what you're consuming, we still take that on. Our subconscious does not discriminate. It takes it on. And then this becomes behaviors that we develop and, and more blinders that we develop. So we have to really have a look and take responsibility for everything that we're doing and for those privileges and how they show up. And so this is what the conversation is about at the moment. One of the parts of the conversation, it is about getting out and educating yourself on those privileges. And this can be extended to all of the different privileges we have, right? We have privilege of having education, of having a home, of having access to finances. We have privileges of, um, of, our gender. So we need to look at, okay, how can I understand people who do not have this same privilege so that I can dismantle some of this unfair privilege that we hold? And it's not about feeling guilty for that privilege. It's not about shaming yourself or anyone else. It's about becoming aware and then from that place of awareness, choosing to do better. Because I know you, like me, everybody in this community, we want to do good in the world. We care about each other. We love one another. We want to come from a place of peace and love and abundance. We want a world where we're all included, where we all belong, where we're all welcome, where we all feel seen, valued and respected. But when your culture is not the one that's telling the narrative, what you learn about yourself as a person is completely skewed and the power and influence you have is also skewed against you too. There's not 
representation of you. Like there are experiences that are so unfair that you'll never have to experience. You know, we see this between men and women as well. So this is what the conversation is bringing up. How can we become more inclusive of diversity? How can we all become active members for social justice? There are many different ways to do that. So let's dive into actually answering that question and me giving you some thoughts on that. I I encourage you to please go and do your research on white privilege, on privilege, on what is happening for our indigenous and persons of color. Do your research. Don't expect Uh, Don't expect people who do not have the same privilege as you to be the ones that educate you. Take responsibility and educate yourself so that you can then meaningfully contribute to the conversation and the world we want to live in. This is the general gist and I think the most important point to take away at the moment. So I, I have a couple of points of how we can implement this as individuals and as business owners. So the first thing is, There is not a one size fits all about how we move forward and approach how we want to become more inclusive as business owners, as community holders, as leaders, as people, right? As human beings, there is not a one size fit all. Some people will want to share their voice on social media. Some people will want to go to protests. Some people will want to develop a new strategy and plan that just hasn't even been thought of before. Some people will want to partner with local communities or donate charity or read and educate or meditate and send out beautiful healing vibes. And I just want you to know that whatever you choose to do is just as equal and worthy and beautiful as as any option there is, right? It's all about the intention behind it, the energy behind it. So know that you can choose an avenue of progression that is meaningful and suitable and realistic for you and that you don't need to change all of the world all at once. Pick one thing and start there. I'd love for you to think about this in more of a one, thinking about a tangible outcome that you would love to support creating and also reminding yourself that this is not a short-term fix. So change is slow and it takes a lot of work and there are lots of different chapters. It's like running a business, right? So let's think about the the changes or the change you want to see and work towards. Think about it like you would a business over a 10-year plan or your life, right? Thinking about the next 10 years and what you could work towards and achieve. And then you want to break it down. And so you want to pick what feels like there's so much energy behind that particular thing for you. So for instance, for me, some of the things that I really, really care about that just light me up, I don't really even need to explain why, but they are linked to my own personal experience just as they will be for you, is I am very much interested in supporting, of course, our Indigenous Australians. Um, and also our people of color and on the topics in particular for me are addiction, arrest and deaths in custody and education. Okay. So when I think about how I want to contribute to 
actively moving forward these areas. I am thinking about these topics. What can I do to support these? And I'm starting there. And then I'm letting everything else go. Because just like in business, when we try to do too much, and if we don't have focus, then we don't usually move forward. So that's the first suggestion I have for you. Think of a tangible outcome you'd like to support. And also allow yourself to think about some of the changes you want over a longer term. And then ask yourself, what is the best next step you could take in that area today or over the next month or the next six months and start there. The second thing I want to talk about is also that for a lot of us, we are solo led business owners. owners. So this is still our work and our livelihood. So as you bring on a social justice arm and as you think about diversity inclusion, it's a beautiful thing because you have so much ease in which to review and adapt your business, but also remember that you need to continue nurturing your work too, right? So it's this beautiful balance, this beautiful um, connection of the two that you want to think about. So just some food for thought. I know some people are probably feeling like they don't want to move forward on their business. They don't want to post. They don't want to um, market their products and services. But you have to remind yourself that this is your livelihood and that there are people that you are serving and depending on you. So it is important to continue to move forward on those topics that you usually support your community with and to be promoting your products and services and to be contributing to this conversation on social justice in the way that works for you. Okay, so they're the first two points. The third point that I wanted to make, and this might be a little bit controversial, but I feel it's important just to share my opinion on this. So I really personally do not believe that call-out culture and public shaming is effective. Now, you do you, whatever you feel is important, please go ahead and do your, do that. My personal view on this and the reason that I make this, I, I have, I've made this decision for myself is because I really don't see it's that, you know, that saying um, like fight fire with fire, we just create more fire. Or if we, you know, whenever we go to war on something, no one wins, right? It's always a lose-lose for everybody involved. Even if one side says that we win, it's a, it's a loss for everyone. So I, I prefer if I notice that people are being racist or, not supporting anti-racism or are part of the problem, the approach that personally I like to take is to lovingly address them from a place of, first of all, curiosity, because that can lead to really great insights from the person themselves, which is always more powerful, and, and also from a place of compassion. Because... I, my personal belief is that nine times out of 10, a person is not intending to, um, to be wrong. And at least I want to move forward with that as 
as my assumption. And, and then if that is not confirmed to be correct, then we approach things slightly differently, right? And then I might need to be more forceful, but that is my personal belief is to assume the best in others first before, um, before, you know, fighting them or shaming them or calling them out. I really, that, that to me is, it's just not effective. And the reason for that is, is the person will just get defensive, right? And then they're less likely to come on board and to actually make change. Now, I also want to say though, when you are being confronted with racism of any kind or someone who is being horrible or you're frustrated and you, and as we've seen over the past week, all the hurt and the anger and the sorrow, you know, people need to be able to react and show up in their emotions and feelings too. So I am not saying to not express that at all. Show up in whatever way you need to and express your emotions. That's so important for all of us. And um, and as people who are seeing and witnessing that, we can allow and hold space for that emotion to be witnessed and we can choose based on connecting with our own heart and intuition, how we respond to that, right? And what we choose to take on. So the the message I want to convey here is just to be, everything is a case-by-case basis. We need to bring in love and compassion and lovingly address one another while still holding space for outrage and anger and sorrow and all of these really big emotions that need to be expressed. But personally, I don't believe that calling out and war and public shaming is the best way to create change. So I just want to share that here. It's some food for thought. You don't, and I'm not judging anyone who's choosing these methods. You do you and I will do me. I just wanted to share my opinion on the topic and know that it's shared with so much love. Okay, so the fourth thing is that this is also a time for innovation for all of us. You know, I love to talk about innovation whenever there is resistance of any kind, which we are experiencing a lot of this year in 2020. It's also a beautiful invitation for innovation and change. So I want you to see any resistance that you might feel, any defensiveness. There's a term called white fragility, which is when when our um, when we're attacked or we feel like the, the conversation about race is coming up and it's coming up against us. And I say that in inverted commas, we tend to get really defensive, right? You try to protect the way that you're acting and your behavior rather than taking responsibility and leaning in and looking and um, and turning a very curious uh, eye over, okay, what actually, how have I been showing up? What, what do I need to take responsibility for? What we do, and this is not just with white privilege, but with all forms of privilege, and it's what our mind does naturally when it wants to protect the way it's been acting to date, the thoughts it's been thinking, the emotions you've been having, it, it, it gets defensive, right? So what you want to do when you notice that defensiveness, which is resistance, is you want to lean into it. You want to look inside it. You want to say, whoa, there's something for me to address here. What's going on? How could this be an opportunity for change, for innovation, for a solution 
to something really important. So lean into that resistance. Always listen to your resistance. It's speaking to you. And we often feel this in our bodies first. So on this same topic, some questions you can ask yourself as you think about this resistance that we're experiencing as a collective right now, see it as an opportunity for innovation and ask yourself, how can you add greater diversity and inclusion into your business right now? How can you facilitate space for more voices of black, indigenous and persons of color? They're just some questions to get you started. I want you to go away and innovate with this question. And then the fifth thing I want to talk about is also welcoming in a diverse audience and weaving a web of diverse partnerships. So we tend to all be in our little bubbles and we have blinders on. There's the social media bubble and we forget that there's a whole world of people out there. And so we often tend to be in circles where people are saying the same things that we're saying. They have the same messages. And what we want to do is really intentionally shake that up. We want to open up our circles to other voices. So no matter what your opinion is on the subject, I always think it's so worthwhile actively going out to look for other opinions that are different from your own. So look for especially people who are you know, sprouting opinions that you might not actually agree with. And the reason for that is just to see if you can lean in and possibly learn something from them, right? Learn something from that person that you might not have already known. Have conversations with people. Why why would you think that? Tell me, just explain that to me more so I can understand and not in an accusatory way, but in a way of really intentionally wanting to understand that person and what they're saying and what their point of view is. This never means that we must agree with them them ever. All it means is, is you allow for other voices that are different to the voice inside you, right? Whatever you, your opinion is. Now, on top of all of that, there's, yes, there's the need to have different opinions, but then there's also the need to make sure that we have a diverse audience and a diverse group of partnerships. So making sure, again, rather than sort of just hoping that people flow to you, actively go out and seek contributions from people from other races and cultures and other groups that are outside of, you know, the ones that you identify with and also allowing then your marketing and your any groups and spaces that you hold your community looking at how can I make this more of a welcoming space for a diverse audience? So this can be as simple as thinking about the pictures we use, right? And making sure they reflect a diverse audience. So there are lots of ways and things we can do to improve this and and lots of different ideas. This is just an invitation for you to explore what comes up for you. No, you don't have to do everything and you don't need to be perfect. Now, I also just wanted to give a personal, um, this is one that I think is just a really beautiful thing we can all do, is focus, like start local. So look at where you live, where you normally reside and start locally. 
Look at what are important local days to other cultures within your community. Look at if there are any important days, like for instance, over here in Australia, an important national day for our Indigenous Australians is National Sorry Day. It's Reconciliation Week. And so you want to get, you want to understand that if there are days that are controversial. So for instance, over here, Australia Day is actually a day of mourning for our Indigenous people and therefore the um, the intention and purpose behind the day, which is to celebrate Australia, is um, is is not a great day for Australia Day to be on. So you want to be sensitive and educate yourself on those points of differences if they are different to yours, or um, and if you agree, just obviously educating yourself on what those days are and what the conversation is around them. So. Days, special days are really important to look into um, and look locally, start locally. What are issues that are going on locally to you and what can you do about them? What ones do you care about the most? Where do you want to start? Start there and then move out globally. Um, Are there events that you can attend? What could you do to lobby your government? Or is there a local charity or organization you could partner with? I think it's such a beautiful idea to start locally. It's kind of like how there's this there's this local movement in terms of supporting the local businesses around you, supporting um, like eating locally and seasonally. It's just it, it reduces, first of all, our carbon footprint. It's much better for sustainability. And it's just a beautiful way to be really connected with where you're living too, right? Which I think is something we as humans have kind of become disconnected from, especially when we're people who move around a lot and often live away from our families. Uh, We didn't, that's not how things used to be. So it's just something to think of. Okay. And also like I did an acknowledgement of country at the beginning of uh, today's podcast, you can find out who are the traditional uh, custodians of your land, of the land upon which you reside. And you can look at how can I um, acknowledge how can I acknowledge those traditional custodians? What can I learn about them? Lean in. The next one is keep doing your inner work. Make sure you meditate, connect to your inner voice. There's lots and lots and lots of opinions at the moment. There's lots of, you know, do this and, but no, do this. And then it can be very confusing. And you think, what do I do? I I understand how, how that feels. What we want to do is listen to ourselves. So spend time to meditate, to cleanse and separate yourself from all of that outer noise. And then ask your inner voice, your soul, your heart, what is my best next step? How do I want to move forward here? What is the best, the, what is the right thing for me to do? And, and uncover your truth because it will never lead you in the wrong way. It's always going to lead you in the way that is in the highest good for all involved. And that's why I've asked for that guidance through this episode. And yes, this is quite a difficult episode for me to do because I want to be very sensitive, but I also want to talk about um, just some of the thoughts that I'm having, because I know that conversation is really important way of, um, 
of for all of us to to make changes. So the final thing that I want to mention here is to start small, make small changes. What is one thing I want to focus on? What would be the next best step for that? And and start there and then build in time for your social justice work into your business and expand from there. It's just like with your business itself, before you know it, you're going to have a really amazing um, social justice arm of your business. And and you're going to benefit so much because you'll have so much more um, diversity in the voices in your community and the contributions and the people you support. And that's always going to lead to incredible learnings, incredible change and connection. Right. And that's why we're all here. We want to feel connected to one another. So you can also, of course, try things like scholarships and make things more accessible for people. There are lots of different options. Again, you don't need to do them all. Just choose what feels important to you. And I also want you to know that for any of you who will be working with me moving forward, whether that's in our mistress mind or in any other way, we'll also be looking at how to actively implement this, the social justice arm of our business into our business plans, which I'm really, really excited about. So there you go, everybody. Some food for thought for all of you. I hope you found these suggestions in today's episode, something that you can create and innovate from. I hope you found it supportive. I hope you've all found everything that I've said respectful. I definitely, it is not my intention to not be respectful of each and every one of you. I'm really excited to see how you all move forward and what you do end up creating. I'd love to hear from you. Come and send me a DM over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. Feel free to share anything from this episode in your stories. And let's all remember that we're in this together and that change is happening and we want to be a part of that change. Finally, I just want to mention that I am running a masterclass next week. It's happening on the 12th of June, which I'm super excited about. It is how to create a financial blueprint for your business. I'm going to be taking you through how to create a financial roadmap, a financial plan to guide you as you grow your beautiful business. And this is the same process that I used to quadruple my business income, to become a six figure earner. It's the same process I'm using now as I grow my business even more. And I would love to teach you all exactly how to do this because what came to light through our Make a Difference and Thrive Challenge was that this is an area where many of you need support. And I totally get it because I too avoided financial planning of any kind for a long time before I finally did it. And that changed things so much that I was able to have more of the things I wanted, like more ease, more flow and more alignment. But also I was able to have to serve more people and to create something that was actually financially sustainable. So I'm really, really excited to share this with you all. There's also going to be a workbook I'll be giving you at the end of the masterclass. It's a 75 minute masterclass. It's absolutely free. Tell as many people as you want. It's simply for soulful women in business. And I'm really, really excited to, to hold that space for all of you. So head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash blueprint if you would like to join us and that will send all the details over to you. And otherwise, my beautiful friends, I will see you all in our next episode. Bye. 
Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive using my signature feminine essence framework. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there. 